Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Girl Next Door. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. I feel like we're becoming friends, like seriously. I love it. I love the community that we're building here. Uh, Thanks for those of you that have watched and um, I know you're really enjoying the new little snippets that Georgia and I have been doing together. If you haven't seen them, go head on to girlnextdoor.podcast and you'll see 5 Minutes with Renee and G. Hit us up, let us know what you want to hear about, but yeah, everyone's been having a lot of fun with that. So this week we did a few things Uh, We answered a few questions where you could get to know us, so that was fun and totally unplanned, so it was quite funny. So go go and enjoy that. Hey, I hope you've had a great week. We had a great week. We launched Public Brisbane last Sunday, um, which was amazing. So that's been a journey in itself because we've planted off a plant. For those of you that are from Adelaide, the word is plant. Hey, not plant, like everyone else in Australia, plant. But anyway, we planted the Gold Coast two and a half, three years ago, and now we've planted off a plant, which is amazing. It was incredible. Had so many friends come and it actually far exceeded my expectation. But there you go. So today we're going to jump straight into it and talk about eight things that authentic leaders do on social media. Now, I'll be doing gosh, a whole heap of posts, uh, podcasts about social media. I want to bring Georgia in again uh, because there's so many different things to talk about when it comes to social media. Um, It's just going to take way more than one podcast. People ask me a lot about, you know, how have I parented my kids on social media? Uh, People ask me how come Georgia hasn't been sucked into the negative self-esteem shredding side of social media. Uh, People ask me wherever I go about how do we handle um, phones and social media in our youth ministries? Um, You know, what are the effects of social media on uh, this young generation, etc.? There's just so many different angles that we can take. And so I definitely will break down all of those things. Um, If you go and jump on the last five minutes with Renee and G, we did chat just really briefly at the end about why Georgia doesn't post very many selfies. So if you go go and click on that to have a bit of a listen. But today I want to focus on eight ways that we personally can lead well on social media. Because if you think about it, a lot of people might not get to meet you in person and the only perspective or the only, um, I guess, way that they can work out a little bit about you or get to know you is actually through our social media. And so it's really important that we are really intentional about the ways that we use our social media. And so that's what I want to look at today. Um, You know, if we have more girls leading the way well on social media, that will have a far reaching impact on how other people deal with their social media. And I think a lot of us at times can perpetuate all that is wrong with social media and it really takes it takes a brave person and a courageous person to actually go their own way and do it differently and that's what I want to talk about today and who you know all the great leaders that I look up to 
what is it that they do? What is it about their social media that I think speaks volumes? So here we go. You might want to take notes, jot them down, listen back, listen with your team. But here we go. So number one, the first thing an authentic leader does on social media is they are self-centered in small doses. I know you thought I was going to say they're self-centered, right? Like what? So so they're self-centered in small doses. So I'm talking about the whole me, 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 me that we have on social media. You know, people posting themselves, posting selfies. We have a generation that is already so obsessed with themselves. And, you know, I, I just want to call it out. Selfies are actually they are self-centered. Of course they are because they're all about ourself. It doesn't matter the caption that we put with it. If there's a picture of you on there and there's not, by the way, I'm not saying there's anything wrong like with selfies, but I think we need to be careful and look at our motive. Why are we posting them? How often are we posting them? Because ultimately at the end of the day, they are about ourself. I, um, I find a lot of people do try to mask it with a comment like, you know, they might put up a post about themselves, but then talk about how wonderful church was today. And I'm like, what? If you're talking about how wonderful church was today or how great the worship team was, then why don't you put up a picture of the worship team or your church service? So you know what I'm saying? They mask it. Um, we actually intentionally taught Georgia when she was 13, 14, 15, right up to kind of, well, I don't even have to teach her now because she automatically does it. But I actually set a, a number for her just so that she knew um, the rule was she could only post one selfie in 10. So out of her 10 posts on social media, only one of them could be an actual picture of herself. And the reason we did that is because we wanted her to learn that social media is not about herself, that life was not about herself. We didn't want to raise a self-centered, self-obsessed um, young girl. We wanted to raise someone that thought about other people more than herself. And so giving her the rule one out of 10 just made it super, super clear. And I think even if you go on her Instagram now, she really does not post herself an awful, an awful lot. Um, and so I think that's super important to me. Also, a lot of the reason, if you think about why, why do we post a selfie? A lot of the time it's fishing for compliments. Um, I've, I see that a lot with younger girls, you know, they put up a picture and then people are like, oh, babe, you're so hot. You're so amazing. And then that's a no, babe, you're so hot. You're so amazing. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on right now? This is weird. Like if you are a secure person, you don't need to fish for compliments and um, I think about the Bible. Let's let's look at a few scriptures. James chapter three verse sixteen actually says that where selfish ambition exists, there's disorder. I think that's amazing. Like you think of that scripture in regard to social media, there is a lot of selfish ambition on social media. And this verse says that where that exists, there's disorder. And I think there's a lot of disorder on social media. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I guess, negative fallout of social media. And the Bible is really clear that that's because selfish ambition exists there. Or 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 says that love does not brag. And to be honest, I've always said to Georgia that if you're constantly putting up selfies, it's just another form of bragging. And that's not Bible. That's not, that's not godly. That's not kingdom. Um, 
to brag about yourself. And so that's another reason that we don't post a lot of selfies. And Philippians 2 chapter 3 says to do nothing from selfish ambition. And nothing says more than me, me, me than, than a selfie does. So there you go. Number one, an authentic leader is self-centered in small doses. So I'm not saying don't put up selfies, like go for it, but just think about how often, how many, and why. Number two, an authentic leader on social media, if you want to lead the way, they avoid TMI posts. Now, you know what I mean by too much information. They avoid too much information. So I'm talking about, and I could seriously do a whole podcast on this, but I'm talking about oversharing. Don't be someone that overshares, whether that be like physical oversharing, like, you know, like what you're wearing or emotional oversharing. It actually can undermine your leadership and your influence. Why? Because people don't want to be led by people who seem overly led by their emotions or don't know what they're doing or just put too much inappropriate gear out there. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in knowing what is an appropriate amount to share. So for example, you know, I'm not going to go posting on social media if I've just had a fight with Cameron, you know, or or then put up a post about, oh, marriage is so hard, marriage is so difficult. And so I think what happens is there's an upside to vulnerability, but I think in leadership, there can also be a downside. There's a really fine line between being honest and being yourself and being vulnerable, but then it tips over into too much and it just eats away at our influence. And so I think we need to exercise a lot of wisdom Um There's a lot that I could say here on the whole messy mum posts. There's a lot of those going around about how hard it is to be a mum and my kids throwing a tantrum in the shop and I don't know what to do, but hey, we're champion mothers because, you know, we're just in this together. Well, no, I think, you know, and again, I could do a whole post on that. I think there's an element where people want to look up to leaders. They do. People want to look up to us. They they look up to us as mothers. They look up to us, um, you know, in the way that we parent our kids. They look up to us in the way that we lead. Um, if you're a young girl listening to this and you're a leader, the younger girls under you are looking up to you. So there we go. Avoid TMI, too much po- too much information. Be show show stability in your posting. Number three, uh, leaders, girls who lead the way on social media, they build a legacy for the future. What do I mean by that? How do we build a legacy for the future? Well, I kind of view my social media like a history keeping record for the future. Like you think about it, everything you put out there is like written in ink. Like you can't get that back. You can't take that back. My grandchildren, my great grandchildren, who knows, maybe my great, great grandchildren are going to see these posts. They're going to listen to these podcasts. They're going to watch videos of me preaching one day. They'll see my social media content And I want them to say, man, my great Nana was awesome. Like, I wish I knew her, (laughs) right? Like, I don't really think they're going to want to see bikini posts of me. They'll be like, ooh, gross. Like, I just, I'm constantly aware that everything I put out there, I'm, I'm building a legacy for the future. And just like, you know, back in the old days, people would keep photographs and hand them down. That's kind of how I see social media, that we're building something uh, almost like a history keeping record that we're going to hand down to future generations. Okay, so number four, those who lead well on social media 
leave a lot to the imagination. They leave a lot to the imagination. So kind of similar to the TMI posts, but I'm talking more about the things that we wear and how we pose. Um, You know, girls, the more skin that we show, the less respect that we will grow. Do you like my... Do you like my rhyming there? The more skin you show, the less respect you grow. I think it was Anna Musson, who's an Australian etiquette coach. I learned that from her. She was saying the more flesh you expose, um, the less people take you seriously. And, you know, we're leaders and we want people to look up to us. Um, And, you know, it doesn't matter that times have changed. I know people might say, oh, but, you know, times have changed and so... You know, this is really in now, so that's okay. Well, no, our measuring stick, our values shouldn't be based on what's acceptable and really trending right now. Our um, our values should always come from the Bible. And the Bible and Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So just because something is acceptable in, you know, worldly standards, just because it's acceptable and it's the trend right now, it doesn't make it okay. And so I think we need to always remember that our value system comes from the Bible, not from what's trending right now. So, you know, I don't, and I know with Georgia, again, we've taught her really, um, we've put really strong boundaries around her that she, when she was younger, she was never allowed to post shots in her bikini or in underwear or in bathrooms, in mirrors, or like, what's the deal with everyone's butts up in the air? Like the bigger the butt goes in the air, the better the picture. It's like, what? No, we don't need to be like that. And I ask, why do we do that? Why do we have to show too much of ourselves on social media? Like, what's the motive? That's what I'd always ask. Like, what what are we trying to do when we do that? And is that a good example? And is that godly? They're the questions that I ask. And I think if we were really honest about why that we're either trying to fish for compliments or we feel insecure about ourselves, and so we, you know, we're wanting, we're wanting attention or we're wanting to attract that guy or whatever reason it is. And so always ask yourself why, and is this godly? Okay. You guys are doing amazing. So that's our first four. Uh, Don't be self-centered or be self-centered in small doses. Number two, avoid too much information, TMI posts. Number three, build a legacy for the future. Number four, leave a lot to the imagination. Okay, let's have a break for a second. Um, Hey, do you know what? Why don't you guys go to my, go to Apple, oh, you're on it right now. You should be on it if you're listening to Apple, Spotify, etc., and subscribe and leave a nice review. That would be amazing. Can I ask that of you guys? That would be awesome. There you go. That's our break. Ad break. All right, let's keep going. Number five, if you want to lead the way on social media, use it to celebrate others. I think we've got such an opportunity to use our social media to make other people feel so good about themselves. Brag about others rather than bragging about yourself. And I spoke about that back in number one. You know, Proverbs chapter 27 verse two says to let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, an outsider and not your own lips. Put that in the context of social media. That's what I love about the Bible might have been written thousands of years ago, but you know what? Scriptures like that, so relevant to things like social media. Let someone else praise you on social media, not your own posts, an outsider. Like literally, 
that is scripture. If this is your purpose for social media, to celebrate others, what a wonderful world we would live in. Um, You know, I love watching Georgia and her friends. She's got a great, beautiful group of, of girlfriends. And especially around their birthdays, the posts they put up about each other, like, honestly, they're beautiful. Like, and they're not shallow posts. They're not like, oh, hey, you know, you're such a babe. You look so good. You're so pretty. It's actually like they will write really nice things about each other, like character, about each other's character. And I love, I love that. I love that there's that culture in her friendship group. And I think if we use social media for that, what a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. Okay, number six, number six, here we go. Avoid getting involved in comment wars. Avoid getting involved in comment wars. In other words, don't be reactive. Look, to be honest, there's a lot of stuff that drives me nuts on social media. Or I see people's opinions or posts. I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously? But do you know what? If someone or something annoys you, just don't comment back. Don't post back. Don't get caught up in arguing on social media. Because again, what it does, it actually eats away at your influence and your leadership. People's It lowers people's respect levels. I know so many times I jump onto posts and... You know, someone will say something and then a leader or a pastor comes back and argues with that person. And then like 35 comments later, they're still arguing. And I'm like, guys, you're never going to agree. And now you've just made people take sides and it's, it's just not a good look. And so if you need to have a conversation, have it with someone in person. Don't do it on social media. It actually isolates people. You know, 2 Timothy 2.23 says to not have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Oh my gosh, that is incredible advice for social media. So girls don't have anything to do with stupid arguments on social media. Even if someone says nasty stuff like, I don't know if I've said it before on here, but sometimes I'll jump on and I'll just say, post something really encouraging to our prime minister. And oh my gosh, the things that sometimes people will say back. It's like really mean. Like one person said to me, go take a long walk off a short bridge. I'm like, what? Because I said something nice and encouraging to our prime minister, which is biblical, by the way, to encourage and to pray for our leaders. But you know what? I just didn't reply. I'm like, I'm just not going to reply. Just let stuff like that go. Sometimes silence is the best way to respond. Okay, number seven, let social media tell your story not be the story. Okay, I'll say it again. Let social media tell the story, not be the story. What do I mean? Well, my Instagram isn't for anybody else but me and those that love me. And I hope that people are inspired by it, but I don't do it for that reason. You know, even in our church at Public, um, I often say to our team, this is not a brag fest. This is not a place to be trying to show people what we're doing this is actually our Instagram is for our public fam and if other people want to jump on and look at our story then they are so welcome we love it when people get inspired by our stuff but we don't do it for that reason and it's the same with your personal Instagram you know I I know people who set up moments and they set up circumstances so that they can post things on social media 
that's living life the wrong way around. Don't do that. Live your life and then let your Instagram be an overflow. Let the social media be an overflow and tell the story. Don't let it be the story. Don't don't feel the pressure. Don't get sucked in to the pressure. You know, it's great for people to be inspired by, by your social media, but don't let it be the driver of what you do. And number eight, very, very last one, keep some moments private. Keep some moments private. Private life equals happy life. Um, you know, the need to tell everyone about everything that's going on in our life actually comes out of a place of insecurity. And when you don't feel the need to tell everyone everything, it actually comes more from a place where you just are comfortable with your life and you are secure. So don't feel the pressure to be sharing everything about your life on social media. I actually, for myself, I actually respect people who I don't know everything about their life. Like it makes me more intrigued. I'm like, oh, I wonder about this and I wonder about that. It actually keeps balance and perspective about what really matters, which are the things that happen behind the camera, not in front of the camera. You know, the time that you spend with your kids behind the lens is the time that really counts. The time that you spend in your youth ministry behind the lens is what really counts. And I think when we remember that, and that it's a really good idea to keep some moments and some things in life private. That's a really healthy way to approach social media. So there you go. There's the eight things. Let me quickly go through them again. And then I just want to briefly have a final word on this trend of having a social media break. Like, what do I think about that idea of having a social media break? So number one, if you want to be an authentic leader and lead the way on social media, be self-centered in small doses. Number two, avoid TMI posts. Number three, build a legacy for the future. Number four, leave a lot to the imagination. Number five, use it to celebrate others. Number six, avoid a comment war. Number seven, let your social media be the story. Sorry, let social media tell your story, not be the story. And number eight, keep some moments private. So there's my top eight. Could have picked others, but they were the ones that kind of came to, to mind. So I hope that's helped you. Um, so I just wanted to have a final word on this. Uh, you know, have you guys seen this, this trend of taking a break on social media, but usually people always announce it first. If you notice that, like they announce it, Hey guys, I'm going to take time off social media, taking a break. Um, and then they try and inspire everyone to do it with them. So what do I think about that? Well, I can understand why people do it. And it actually can be a really good thing to reset your habits of, for example, picking up your phone all the time. And I know I can be guilty of that. Like it just becomes a habit to constantly like pick up your phone. If you don't know what to do, pick up your phone. You're waiting for someone, pick up your phone. You're sitting at a cafe having a coffee or whatever, you pick up your phone. It's a really easy thing to do. So I definitely think having a break can break those bad habits. And I think it's really good for that. But I think what we need to do is actually look at the motive of why are we having a break? Why am I having a break for social media? So Maybe you're having a break because you're going to use it as a way to fast. And in that case, amazing, great, fast social media. It's a way to honor God, spend more time with him, 
Perhaps you're doing it because you've gotten the bad habit of picking up your phone and you just want to break the habit. Amazing. Have a break off social media. Do it. Go for it. But if we are honest with ourselves and we're having a break because we're getting really ticked with everything we see on social media or we're starting to feel really dissatisfied with our own life or we're just exhausted from comparing ourselves with everyone or it's making us feel insecure or not good enough, a break from social media will do nothing. And I'm not a fan of a break off social media for those reasons. Because, okay, let me compare it to this. To me, it's like having a break from social media for those reasons is like dieting part of the time, right? Like if you diet for one week a year or one month a year, it makes you feel good for a little while, like for why while you're actually dieting, you feel good, but there are no long-term benefits from it. Do you get what I'm saying? So you have to actually change your daily lifestyle habits and your daily relationship with food. That That's how to do proper dieting. It's not like I'm going to diet for a month and this is going to be awesome and change my life. It doesn't work that way. If you want to change your life, you've got to change your daily habits and your daily relationship with food. Social media is the same. If you are struggling with social media, if it's ticking you off and you're comparing yourself and you're not feeling good about yourself and it's making you feel dissatisfied with your life, having a break for a week or a month is not going to do anything to change that. It'll make you feel good while you're on the break, but then you've got to dive straight back into it for the other 11 months out of the year or 50 weeks of the year that you're on it. And so I would then encourage you to change your daily relationship with social media change your daily habits with social media so do things like turn your phone off for a while or when you get home go and put it somewhere else to chart to be on charge and turn it on silent so that you can't you know listen to it um or, or hear it when it ding dings or maybe um say to yourself well i'm not going to pick my phone up like consciously stop yourself from picking up your phone mindlessly There's a lot of things that you can do during the day to change your habits. So there you go. That's my thoughts on on having a break. And the other thing too is like when people try and get everyone else to do it with them, it's like you've got to have your own conviction about that and really explore your motive for why you want to have a break off social media. So there you go. So we've got a couple of minutes. So I thought that I would answer a question from one of the listeners because I've had so many people ask me questions and I just haven't gotten around to them. So let's have a look. Okay, doke, what have we got here? Okay, my favorite, let's do a fun one first. My favorite fast food restaurant, um, probably, probably Zombreros, I think. I love Mexican, so there you go. I like, what do I like? I do like nachos, but I try and be good and have the chicken bowl thingamajiggamy so that's my favorite um someone actually put here there you go can you please talk about social media and how we shouldn't make our account all about us so there you go there you go to that listener there you go my gnd tribe girls that's that question answered for the whole podcast today and let's finish on this one what good habits can you start early on in your marriage well i'll also say relationship because I think it starts good habits start in your relationship before you're married okay let me give you two 
One would be, and I think we might have talked about this in the Valentine's Day podcast, so definitely go back to that. You guys loved that. That's a very downloaded podcast. Um, definitely number one would be make it, make sure that you're each other's best friend and spend lots of time together. So like Cameron and I genuinely spend a lot of time together talking. Like we're genuinely like really, really good friends. Like if I knew him in school, no, actually I take that back. He wouldn't be my best friend in school because he was really naughty in school. But yeah, we just get along so well. So definitely make sure that first up that you are best friends and that you can talk about a lot of things together. Like my kids still struggle to get a word in edgewise when Cameron and I are together. Ask ask Georgia. Sometimes she's like, oh my gosh, guys, I can't study. Stop it. Because we do talk a lot. I think Cameron talks more than me, actually. Yep. I'm pretty sure he does. Okay. The other good habit, definitely, definitely my, our, our absolute number one, number one, number one would be don't let the sun go down on your anger. So, you know, hey, godly scripture right there. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. It doesn't say not to be angry because, you know, sometimes you do get really ticked with each other, but don't let the sun go down. So we've always lived by uh, and made it like a, a hard and fast rule that we won't go, we won't go to bed or even when we were dating, like we wouldn't like, like go home to our separate homes with an unresolved issue. Even if you can like partly resolve it and then still leave on good terms. Cause like you got to go up, get up to work early the next morning, then still leave on good terms that like we never have left or gone to sleep with unresolved, like anger to each other. And I think if more people did that, just that, that there would be way less divorces because like divorce doesn't happen overnight guys like that is years and years of build-up where you start to leave things and then leaving things under the rug becomes you know contempt for one another you lose respect for one another and it just is like this snowball it doesn't just like boom happen so yeah there you go guys you are amazing i just love this community thank you for joining me every week make sure you jump onto social media, have a chat with me there. Let me know what you want to hear about and I will see you next week. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.